Well, hey there, besties. So, it's been a minute since I've recorded an episode, and I thought I would just start it off with a little tale of uh, the past few weeks in my life. First of all, I've been working like crazy. Um, I work at Nectar Juice Bar, as I think I mentioned before. And my, oh my, working with high schoolers just brings me back to when I was in high school, and I'm so grateful to not be in high school anymore, but it's like, I don't know, some of the problems I hear about on a day-to-day basis, I'm just like taken aback to my mindset every now and then, and I just feel so old, even though I'm not old, I'm very young, but you know what I you guys know what I mean when you talk to people who are experiencing things you've already been through at a younger age. Like, these girls are just graduating or they're about to graduate and go through the college application process. And I remember how crazy that was. And then all the problems they have in their social life, I'm like, girl, I have been there. Which is funny because this is all about, this episode is going to be all about blasts from the past. Because my, oh my, have my blasts from the past been hitting me up recently to start off with an ex-best friend did in fact message me and I just wonder why they didn't say why they messaged me they just said they saw my tiktoks so they didn't say that they wanted anything from me they just wanted to know how my life was I guess but it's funny because the people who reach out to me that are former friends they never like apologize for the things or acknowledge that we're not friends I'm not saying they owe me an apology I mean, this one in particular does, if they wanted me to be their friend. But in general, I'm just always amazed that people just don't acknowledge, like, the reason why you're not friends sometimes. Or the reason why, like, things ended when they reach out to you. And it's like, well, there's a reason, like, we don't talk anymore. And it's kind of like the big elephant in the room. And whenever I reach out to people, I'm always like, oh, yeah, sorry about that one thing I did or said. Like, I, I feel really bad about it now or whatever. And it just, it cracks me up that people don't always take accountability for things. I mean, I'm well aware that nobody does that. Like my former friends, because they're my former friends for a reason, because they didn't grow in the way I grew and we grew apart. But it's just funny that they reach out to you as if like, you're going to forget that you're not friends anymore. And then when like guys you used to like be with do that, that's even weirder to me because there have been some instances where, you know, I've, I've been in the wrong, but I don't reach out because I don't want to. I don't want to see them anymore. But when they're in the wrong, for some reason, they always want to see you again. And I'm like, why? Do you feel guilty about what happened? Probably not because you never say anything about it. But then it's also like, why do you want me still? Like, it, you didn't want me then? Do you, you don't really want me now. You just miss what we had then, but you don't want it. It's crazy. And I've just been thinking like a lot, like nostalgia is such a big part of our culture right now. So do people like, do are people missing like their childhood friends or like past moments in their life? And is that why everyone's like reaching out all of a sudden? Because this isn't just happening to me. Like this is happening to all my friends. We're getting like, like people I used to be friends with, like ask me to hang out or... People like they used to date are like asking them how they are in life. And it's, I think it's just weird to me. And maybe it's this whole thing of like connection that we missed for during the pandemic. And like now 
we're realizing like, the people we truly felt connected with and like we're trying to make amends, which is like great, but it's just weird to me. I don't know. But then so many like I see so many friendships like fall apart at the same time right now. I mean, because you don't have connection, like you're not doing the connection's not there anymore, and that's fine. Like friendships grow apart. I don't know. So it was just full of blast from the past. And also full of people enjoying me in my work outfit. Something about the way I must look in this nectar t-shirt that really just, I think it just makes me glow, glow from the inside out because a girl told me I've never looked more beautiful when I was wearing it. I've had a couple guys ask me out on dates, specifically high school boys. They think that I am in high school and you know, I know I am only a 20 year old woman, but I like to think that I look like an adult Unless like a 16-year-old child. I'm well aware of the fact that I probably just look my age. And because 16-year-olds now look like 20-year-olds, because they learned how to do their hair and makeup way better than I ever did, I guess I look like a high schooler. So all these high school boys keep asking me out. And they're just putting me in really awkward situations because, number one, I don't want to date anyone. Number two, I definitely don't want to date a high schooler because that's gross in every way, unless you're in high school. And also, don't ask me out when I'm at work. That's so weird. Like, I'm handing you your drink, and you're like, hey, would you want to, like, go out sometime? Like, no, I don't. And then I got asked out on Father's Day. So, (laughs) picture this. I am just, you know, going about my day-to-day, and some guy asked me out and he goes, oh, would your dad mind? And I was like, well, you know, this is my dad's dad. I was like, oh, you know, like, no, he probably wouldn't mind because, you know, he's dead and he doesn't really get to have an opinion anymore. And the guy retracted his date offer and he wasn't cute and I wasn't going to say yes. But the fact that you asked me out and then you find out I have a dead dad and you retract your date. No, that was rude. What else is happening in my life? Um... Recently, I've been going out to dinner more, um, which is, like, good for, like, my soul, but bad for my bank account, but also, like, working a lot, so that's also good for my bank account. Um, I befriended the ladies at my work. I was already friends with them, but, like, now we're, like, better friends, and I feel like it's exciting when I go into work because I get to hang out with, like, some really cool girls. There's, like, drama always, but I'm not involved in it, and most of the girls aren't involved in it. It's just, like, a couple of them. I think it's just because everybody's been best friends for so long, you know. You're bound to have little fights, especially when you work together and hang out together. Like, you're just spending a lot of time. You're bound to, like, butt heads. But, yeah, work is good. My friendships are good. Mental health overall, actually, like, surprisingly good. Um, I have my meltdowns every now and then, cry myself to sleep. You know how it goes. But during the day, I've been feeling really good. I mean, I think it's because I've been on social media less. Um... I have been making TikToks and, like, having fun with my coworkers doing that, but it's, like, a bonding thing. I mean, we're when we're at work, like, we're obviously working, but when nobody's there and the store's clean, we get to have fun. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, reading my books has been really helpful. Uh, I actually want to talk about some of the books I've read recently. So I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I'll talk about it in my last episode. But I've just been really, like, thinking about a lot of the lessons in it, just, like, unlearning the fact that I have to be, like, 
strong for everyone and like caring like the whole woman thing i mean men have it too in like a different way they have to be caring for like the opposite gender but women are told to care for both so it's kind of like weird but every and all genders however you identify like we all feel like some kind of need to like care about people and like put that burden on ourselves and it's like yes we should care but we should also like take care of ourselves and so I've been practicing what she preaches and taking care of myself and spending time in the morning without my phone. Um, yeah, just, you know, like putting a podcast on while I like do things instead of like putting a YouTube video on. It's baby steps out here. But, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well considering everything. Um, I also want to talk about this book I read and it's called blowing my way to the top it's by jen atkins she's like a she's a hairstylist and she founded the way brand um great title in my opinion i mean it sounds sexual but it's just about uh blow drying hair but i i like the innuendo she insinuated there she knew what she was doing this book so good especially for people like me who are interested in like starting businesses i don't know what business i'm starting but my brain tells me I want to start businesses all the time. Um, So I really like the fact that she talks about bringing people up with you and not like shutting out people who want to be involved in your projects. Something that I feel like not a lot of entrepreneurs talk about is like inviting people into your circle. Granted, you want to invite the right kind of people into your circle, but you don't have to do it alone. Like being an entrepreneur means you work for yourself, but you don't have to be alone and working alone. It's awesome when you're able to, and like maybe you just have like a shit ton of money, but most people don't and they need investors. And she just talks about like being honest, being kind, being welcoming. And this book is a good read. It's very inspiring. It's like, it's one of those where you can't like read for a long period of time because it's a lot of information to take in. It's kind of like, it's like reading a fun textbook about how to start your own business with like fun anecdotes in it. So I've been enjoying that. That's my recent read. I'm almost finished with it. And then before I read this, I read Holly Madison's book. And that book, it like blew my mind. I thought I knew about the Playboy, like Mansion and the Girls Next Door show. Like I was really invested in that, especially because of what she said on Call Her Daddy, which is like a podcast I always listen to at work which is probably not what I should be doing in my office job, but it's, it is what I do. Um, but just like thinking about how the media and paparazzi used to handle situations, I'm sure they still handle it the same way, but I think it's gotten better. But if like a woman said something, but a man said a different thing, the man's like perspective would always be like believed more than the woman. And like, I think... That's, like, the patriarchy and, like, we're dismantling it. But it's, like, especially prevalent with, like, the starlights of that time period. Like, the Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton. All of the reality stars, like, on the hills, um, on Girls Next Door, and, like, like, anything with, like, E, Bravo, those situations. Like, a lot of these women were being, like, brutally attacked for, like, the way they looked. Like, for not losing weight after pregnancies. Um... They would, like, say their side of the story of, like, not just, like, harassment, but, like, business deals, but also sexual harassment and stuff. And that's, like, a lot of what the book um, 
Holly Madison's book was about was like her toxic relationship with men and how she was being portrayed in the media. And I just like, it just blows my mind that we believed the media then. I guess we believe the media now, but it's like funny. Like you can only hear so many women like disparaging a man until you like have to start being like, well, they probably have some truth to what they're saying. I don't know. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like how the media handled things. Not that they're not handling things in the same way now because they are and we still have like a big issue with that but I think having social media and being able to tell your side of the story is definitely changing the scene speaking of social media something that I've been seeing a lot recently is these whole posts going around about you know not caring about anyone's stories or I saw this thing that's called everybody has a sad sob story like shut up nobody cares well you know what no I personally care and I kind of hate this like message that we're sending I'm gonna explain like what I think they were trying to say with it but they wait the way that they went about saying it really rubbed me the wrong way it's basically like shut up nobody cares about your backstory but if anything we've learned over these past couple years is that we actually do care about people's backstories and how they got to where they are Because if you got there by being a terrible person, most people don't want to support terrible people. You know what I mean? And and also, if you're, like, hiding dark secrets in your past, I mean, we all have secrets. But we all care about our secrets, and so other people would care about them, too. You know what I mean? So I understand that it's about not complaining about how hard your life is and all these things. And, like, yes, I agree to that to some extent. But sometimes if you want to complain about something, maybe you need to complain. Maybe you need to get it out in the open. And having someone be like, oh, I don't care. Like, first of all, they're not your friend. They're not supportive. Not saying that you uh, to be a good friend, you have to listen to someone complain all the time. You don't. You can set your boundaries. But if you're going to set boundaries that you don't care about anyone's backstory ever, maybe you're not the type. You're not the person I want to spend time with. Let's just say that. It's just, like, funny to me that everybody I've seen that posts these, we all have sad stories, no one cares, work harder. Those are the people that are sharing their sad stories online. And it cracks me up because I'm like, you are being such a hypocrite because you're like, it was so hard for me to do all these things, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not making fun of them. I'm just talking in that voice simply because I hate the way they're being so hypocritical. They're posting, like, all these girl boss things. And I'm like, yes, get it, work. And then they're posting things like this and being like, nobody cares about your story. And then they're posting about their story. And it's like, what? I understand that it's hard to talk about tough times. And like when it's all over your social media, like it can be really depressing to read just sad things all the time. It can like, I mean, that's why the news started doing more good news segments because the people said that they were too depressed to watch the news. But it is important to acknowledge both the good and the bad in the world and the good and bad in everyone's life. And so by saying you don't want to hear about any of the sad or bad stuff in someone's life, you're literally saying you only want half of them. And so I don't really want to give anyone half of me. I'd like to, you can take all or you can have nothing, and that's that's how I am. I guess I'm kind of an extreme person. Also getting into this, my friend and I were talking yesterday about being like type A and how there's like a huge stigma around it. But I kind of think I am type A, which kind of hurts my feelings because I have like this horrible connotation for it. 
and she wanted me to take a test on it. Maybe I'll do that later in this episode. It could be fun, but it might hurt my feelings if I'm type A. Nothing wrong with being type A, I think. Like, I don't know why I feel this way. I also don't know, like, what the... Is the other type type B? This is gonna, like... I'm gonna, like, listen to this and be like, wow, girl, you were so dumb. But why do we have this signal against type A? I mean, I'll get into it later. Let me go back on track. So there's a difference between working hard and, like, acknowledging that you have to, like, work and you need to stop, like, talking about something. You actually need to go do it. And then ignoring the fact that people are sharing their struggles about working hard all the time. So in the book I was talking about earlier, Blowing Away the Top, she really discusses burnout, which is something I do to myself a lot. I don't know why. I'm working on it. I'm trying to relax more and, like, stop working so hard. But my brain tells me I have to because I I guess I give in to hustle culture. And I'm sorry about it because I definitely tell my friends to work harder sometimes. So, And I, I apologize to them and I, I recognize that it's my downfall. But also, I hate when people don't work for something that they want to get and they complain about not getting it, if that makes sense. It's like... It's one thing to complain that you're working and it's going nowhere, but it's another to complain about how hard it is to start something and then not start it. Like, you just got to start it, and then you kind of figure it out as you go. That's what everybody says, and I feel like anyone can do anything that they want if they start it. And it might take them forever to do it, but if you want it, you can do it. If we've learned anything from, like, influencers, I mean, they can make money after just taking pictures of themselves. That's awesome. I want to, I mean, I want to not make money off of taking pictures of myself. I want to make money off of like movies and working in television, Broadway, entertainment, all that jazz. But I just like, you can just do what you want to do and you can go for it. And I understand like mental health stops people from doing it. But if you can recognize that there's like a reason stopping you from doing something, like figure out that reason and then do what you want to do with your life. Because you can. And that, yeah. But burnout. Burnout is my pal. She's always there creeping up in me in the school year because I do overwork myself. I work two jobs. I take like a full credit load. And I go out on the weekends and weeknights if I can. And I have rehearsals like almost every day. And I have basically no time for myself. Why? Because I tell myself, this is what people do to succeed. And it is what people do to succeed. But it's like a short-term success. And I want long-term success, so I need to take lessons from people like Jen Atkins and make many other podcasts I've listened to, like The Skinny Confidential talks about it all the time. It's like, you just need to take breaks, like at least once a week or once a month. Just take a day for yourself. Zone out of the social media haze, your work haze, and just sit and, like, be content. Because if you don't do that, then you're gonna, like, you're just not gonna be present in anything. And I think it's something I learned from, like, my mental breakdown. Anyway, something I learned from my mental breakdown is that if you're not emotionally invested in something, like, 100%, and your attention is, like, elsewhere with a different problem, you will never succeed in the thing that you're wanting to do. Because you can't put your focus on it. Like, your your focus is elsewhere. And my focus was on, like, what I was going through mentally at that time. 
and now my focus is like still a little bit on that but like I've acknowledged that like I've gone through the pain I have to move on with my life and I like at that stage and now I'm ready to focus on my career and my life it doesn't mean that that pain isn't still there but it means that I stopped like putting all my focus on it and I also stopped ignoring it I put some focus on it and like let myself deal with it for a minute actually I backtrack I put all my focus on it for a while to like fully invest in it and the feelings and the hurting and you know all of that because like once you do that then you don't have to pretend it doesn't exist you can be like oh yeah I felt that I don't want to feel like that again so I can move on and do other things I don't know this whole podcast episode is kind of like a my train of thought but I feel like all of these are going to be like that I just want people to at least be decent. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not too much to ask. I mean, we've been asking people to be decent for so long, but just, like, stop posting things, like, that you don't care about people's stories. Like, you you care. You care about some people's stories. Maybe not everyone's stories, but nobody's asking you to care about every single person's story in the entire world. Just the people who come to you. Maybe I am asking you to care about everyone's story. I kind of do care about everyone's story. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I feel like being a person in theater or, like, maybe just being a person in general. I mean, in theater, like, we strive to tell stories of, like, people and connect. So, like, I mean, this is just, like, me glorifying theater for a second because it's amazing. Um, But I feel like because so much of my, like, life is, like, reading other people's stories and, like, trying to figure out how their stories connect with mine. And you can almost always find a connection in someone's story with yours. Because the more details you get, the more connected you feel and, like, the more universal that experience is. Again, I feel like I talked about this, that quote before. I butchered it, but it's from Armchair Expert, um, another podcast I like. But they talk about, like, they talk about, like, the deep stuff because that's the stuff that we all can relate to. Not everyone's going to be able to relate to, like, the superficial things you show. I mean, but they can't at the same time. Like, we all have our superficial moments, I feel like. And it's, but the more detailed we get about who we are and what we want, the more you find out that everybody kind of wants similar things in life. So it's like, why not listen to everyone's story? Like, it's interesting. You don't have to like it, but you can at least be invested in it. And I feel like that's just like being a decent human being. It's just like caring about people and their lives. I don't know. It's just, like, where I'm at with this whole issue. Like, I, I've been pondering this thing for a week and, like, to figure out if I should talk about it. But I just feel like it's kind of, like, having compassion and, like, empathy for people, which I know is a lot to ask recently, but it just shouldn't be. Like, we have compassion for the people in our lives so we can have compassion for people not close in our lives because there's a reason we have compassion for people because we have these like fundamental needs and Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Maslow, Maslow. I don't know how it's pronounced. Y'all can yell at me, but there's like the hierarchy of needs and like the need to belong and like connection and all that, which is why you care about people's stories. Fundamentally, you want to connect to people. So therefore you care about people's stories. So if you're posting that you don't care about people's stories, you do. And that's that. I don't know what else to say, besties. Um, oh, yes, I do. I saw In the Heights, the movie. Wow. Magnificent. Sobbed. Fully sobbing in the theater next to my mother, who is laughing at me for sobbing so hard. But I just love movie musicals. 
I really do because it like it gives like the mainstream audience access to, like and people at home who maybe don't really want to go to the theater or can't go to the theater it gives them access to like a beautiful story like in the heights I mean this musical has been around for I think like 10 years maybe more I, sh- I could look it up but I'm just too lazy to story of my life um but actually you know why is it that whenever like you want to look something up and then it takes more than like two seconds to like get the answer you just give up or is that just me and my friends because unless it's something I really like care about but it's, it and it's something stupid I care about like some kind of like some movie I saw in my childhood or some book I was trying to figure out unless it's something like that or like a political fact then I'm actually trying to be accurate I'm talking about like silly things we're talking about in conversations not like research for like an argument or something but why is it like when it gets to like be more than one step you suddenly lose all interest in looking something up and you actually don't care about the answer anymore is that just me i don't know where was i in the heights yes but it's nice that everybody like has access to see a, a beautiful story like this that has been around for so long and now you can just watch it over and over again and it just like gives new life to a story by putting it on film yeah, I just like movie musicals. I like musicals in general, but movie musicals have a really special place in my heart because I feel like that's just like how every theater kid or like anyone who wants to be in movies or something gets their start. They like they watch the recording over and over again. And so it's like exciting to see more movie musicals be made because we're getting, I think it's Tick, Tick, Boom. Love that show. Um, Andrew Garfield's in it. What a babe. Um, unpopular opinion. He is the less hot Spider-Man. Because Tobey Maguire was hot in Spider-Man, and you can't tell me otherwise. I mean, but Andrew Garfield was also hot as Spider-Man, but I actually, I didn't watch those movies. I just watched the previews. Because Tobey Maguire is, like, the original Spider-Man. I don't know. I did watch the Tom Holland ones, though. Those are good, too. But he, I don't know. I can't, like, be in love with him because he kind of, like, looks too young for me. Like, in my brain, he's, like, he looks like he's 12. And I know my friend Hannah is going to hate me for this because she's in love with him. But he looks 12 to me. Maybe that's why people think I look like I'm in high school. Because I feel like, I mean, Tom Holland's older than me. And he looks younger than I think I look. But maybe I look younger than I think I do. Making this full circle, man. But and Andrew Garfield's in Tick, Tick, Boom, Moral of the Story. And that looks really good. And the whole Dear Evan Hansen movie's happening. Um, there's controversy over that, I guess. I mean... I'm going to watch it regardless, but I do understand where everyone's coming from. But at the end of the day, he makes headlines more than other people do. And that's not his fault or their fault. It just is the way the industry works, and it kind of sucks because that makes it hard for you to get your name out of there. I'm going to stop talking about this because I don't want to get in a fight with any theater people. But you know how it goes. Um, thanks for listening to my tangent. Um, that's all I have to say today, Bessies. Um, classically trained in ranting about wanting to tell people stories and blast from the past. So, love you all the mostest. Hope you had a great day and thanks for listening. Bye.